Local government touches the lives of every resident in almost countless ways, both big and small. Here at Cumberland City Council, it's no different, and we recognise that it can be difficult to keep up with all the issues that matter to you. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight topics from each council meeting where the work council undertakes at the coalface impacts residents across a broad spectrum. We caught up recently with Mayor Steve Christou for the first in this series and we began with an issue that every resident will be familiar with. Since I became mayor back in 2019, we had been trying to engage the major supermarkets to come on board with us and uh, help clean up the abandoned trolleys in the street. We weren't having much success, despite our continued attempts. So I got together with my management team and decided to take a hardline approach. And that was simple. We'll go out, we'll collect them every day. We'll issue you the proper um, impound notice period, which is 28 days, as of day of collection. And on the 29th day, if you haven't come and got them and paid the impound fee, we crushed them. And we took them back to the recycling. And it took about three months of us continuously collecting. But on the fourth month, we got a response. We got a cheque for $15,000 off one of the major retailers. And uh, Woolworths came on board and organised a sit-down with us. We had a very constructive meeting where uh, Woolworths and Council have come up to a conclusion where we're both going to work collaborative together um, and clean up the area for the benefit of our local community. The notion is to solve the problem. It was never um, a revenue-raising exercise. The money we did receive, we actually put directly back to the community by holding a Ramadan iftan dinner. And the remaining $2,000 that was left over, we donated to a local charity op shop. And less trolleys on the street and less mess around the place. So there's an incentive there to keep to keep that, that policy going. Absolutely. Nobody likes to open their door and see shop trolleys you know, um, abandoned in their local streets. People all over Sydney would, would be uh, hearing what you say there. I think all, all areas have the same sort of a problem. Uh, proposed lease of Wyatt Park, skate and wheel sports facility. I guess these are the sorts of things we don't think about a lot, but there's a certain demographic of the community that needs facilities like this. There is a certain demographic uh, that need that uh, facility, and it's great that Council's jumping on board and we're able to provide a skate park for those uh, residents down near Auburn Regions Parkway. Um, you know, we're in a day and age where local youth are more engaged in iPhones, iPads, Sony Playstations, and just generally inside being on the internet 24-7, we want to go back to a more traditional and improve our, our kids' health and get them out there exercising and doing something they enjoy. It also improves communication skills as well because being inside and being on your iPhone or iPad, kids are learning the art of communicating directly and we find, you know, um, it leads to troubles and issues later on in life when they become adults and when they go into the workforce, not back in the days like yourself and I where, you know, if you're sick, you call in your supervisor and directly and you say, I'm ill, I cannot come in today for whatever reasons. Kids today are kind of sending text messages. The employer might not see it for two, three, four hours. And, you know, then they're wondering why there might be a bit of an issue. It's not the issue that you were sick. Everybody gets sick. It's the issue is you didn't communicate effectively. What are the outcomes for the community if you don't engage in policies like that? Well, the community loses out. As a council, um, I see it as our responsibility to deliver services to your community. Now, obviously, when you deliver services, um, there's always going to be an element that don't like what you're delivering or have no use for what you're delivering. But it doesn't mean you don't deliver them. You try and cater to your community's needs as best as you can. 
probably a bigger issue and one that people will be much more in touch with, affordable housing policy. What's happening in this area? I notice has come up in the 5th of May. Well, the state government is uh, heavily um, pressuring council to um, take in their large affordable housing figures. I have given – I'm very supportive. I'll make that uh, clear from the outset. But I have given them a bit of pushback because when you take on affordable housing, we also need some assistance out here. You know, we need more money, more funding, more infrastructure. So my common question is, how are you going to provide that to us? And we're still in negotiations because the targets they want Cumberland City Council to meet and what's actually being provided is a bit of a gap, but we'll get there. What are the pressures that that brings? People come with needs. And when you're continuously placing people in the same area with high-level needs, the council needs support. You know, we need uh, funding support and we need program support. And at the moment, that's not happening. And that's what I call on the state government to work with council and give us that support. We're happy to accept the numbers, but provide the support needed so we can upgrade our infrastructure and our um, education, learning classes. The council's the coalface in that situation, it. isn't it? We're at the grassroots. So we're at the, we're at the front line of every program of um, engagement with residents. But, uh, you know, we've got to be able to afford it so we can also keep our rates low for our very residents that, um, you know, are coming into the council area. Parks, green space, critically important in urban centres where we continue to apply more and more pressure to our open space. Tell me about the Wyatt Park Plan of Management and Landscape Master Plan. Well, Wyatt Park's going to be absolute, absolutely fantastic. You know, we've had a few uh, few groups interested in that. I believe it, um, at the moment it is going to, um, there's an expression of interest for it to become a basketball epicentre and that's where that's heading at the moment. And we're very excited to work with the relevant groups on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to the 19th of May, uh, the Merrill Minutes. And that, this one really caught my eye, Express Trains to Granville. Tell me about Express Trains to Service for, for Granville. This is something that was ripped away from Granville roughly four years ago from the state government. Uh, an express train from Granville to the city used to take 35 minutes. All the trains stop in Granville now. They are an every stop train. So they've added about nine or ten stops and also added another 20, 25 minutes to the trip. So essentially, a train trip to the city and back, if you're coming even back from the city to Granville, is taking you between 50 minutes to one hour, depending on how busy the train is, and the trains are packed to the um, beaming out the doors. And it's not good enough. And quite frankly, it was an election promise at the last state election. And yet here we have still no express trains, and state government doesn't want to deal with it. At the other end of life, and no less important, no less serious, palliative care. Western Sydney's probably got more population than any centre in Australia. Well, this this is a very critical issue, and I actually attended a meeting on palliative care last Friday. Um, How Westmead Hospital, which is one of the major hospitals, not only in New South Wales, but in Australia, does not have a dedicated palliative care unit. That was ripped away from it roughly 10 years ago. But the new uh, North Shore Hospital has a dedicated palliative care unit and calls to the Minister and um, Health CEO has uh, fallen on deaf ears up to now. You know, people in Western Sydney deserve um, a place to end their life with dignity and not have to uh, rush and find, have their loved ones find either accommodation in a palliative care unit, which is very hard to source to begin with, or make arrangements for them to pass away at home, either at home or in a family member's presence, which is very distressing. So we'll be advocating um, very heavily on this with relevant other bodies 
to try and get a dedicated palliative care unit back up and running at Westmead Hospital. And this is an issue guaranteed to touch every one of us at some point, isn't it? We're all going to need palliative care at some point. At some point, we all are, and we're all entitled to um, end our lives with respect and dignity. Public Spaces Legacy Program, $5.5 million to fund a new civic square in Maryland. This sounds quite important. Well, it is uh, quite important, and this is a bit of a reward from the state government to this council for improving and picking up the efficiency times in uh, how we've turned over DA development applications. The old Howard Council, and when we first merged, Cumberland Council had a, uh, fair to say, had a very bad name in how slow it was in approving development applications. Uh, thanks to the hard work of myself and Director Daniel Carvello, we have sat down and uh, we've put a strategy in place. And I really commend Director Carvello, who's, I, in my opinion, he's one of the best planners in in the state on the hard work he has done in um, turning this around for the benefit of our residents and the businesses that invest in Cumberland City Council. Let's move to the 2nd of June meeting. Services New South Wales petition and advocacy for a new service centre. Again, another service that was ripped out from uh, Western Sydney. Maryland's had what was then formerly known as an the old RTA sites. That was ripped out uh, roughly four or five years ago with promises of a brand new service, New South Wales Centre, to be put back in Maryland's. Again, another election promise. We are halfway uh, through the state government term. I've made uh, several representations to the state government trying to get a date and asking when's this happening. It's not happening. But we're not going to give up on this because our residents should not have to travel to Parramatta or Auburn when they live in Granville, Marylands, Greystains or Wentworthville to go to a Service New South Wales site, which often most of these have no parking and they're 20 to 25 minutes away when there was a perfectly good site that was taken away in Marylands, five to 10 minutes away from these suburbs. Yeah, and they are the critical daily and weekly interactions people have with government, aren't they? Absolutely. You need this to have is, that access to that. This is experience people get um, from government, yeah. Western Sydney Wanderers, sponsorship of $10,000 from the Mayoral Community Fund to deliver clinics to school children. Tell me about the importance of that. Oh, this is an extension of our Healthy Kids program. Um, Council's been running a very successful and enormous Healthy Kids program. The Wanderers have jumped on board with Council. We are sponsoring them uh, to the tune of $10,000, and they will come out and run our school holiday programs. And again, um, it gets children out of the house, Get some actively engaging in sport and recreation away from the iPhone, away away from the iPad and the PlayStation. Just, you know, keeps our kids healthy, active, and more importantly, they also get to meet um, their local sports stars in, um, you know, the Western Sydney Wanderers. And I thank Mitchell Duke, the captain of the Wanderers, for coming out a couple of weeks ago and launching this program and actually running a clinic for some of our children. We hope you've enjoyed this first instalment of Council's podcast updates. You can follow along on your favourite podcast app or look out for more episodes on Council's website.